0: Well, the news we have all been waiting for, some maybe dreading, some maybe hoping they would get a particular answer, has come. And Stefan Tuett has decided to retire from the NFL and end his playing day. So the year plus saga ends. And it ends where we've been for the past year plus. And that's without Stefan Tuitt on the Pittsburgh Steelers. So on this episode of Mike Drop, I'm, of course, Mike Oste, And I'm going to try to set the record straight on the Stefan Tuitt situation, kind of answer to the reaction of Stefan Tuitt deciding to retire. And that has been all over the place, as you could imagine, and as we expected. But But boy, I'm even surprised where some of you go now. After learning officially, Stefan Tuitt is going to retire. And where do the Steelers go from here? Because, honestly, they didn't have him last year. Obviously, the run defense took a dip from where it was two years ago, 20-something in rank, I believe, or eleventh something in rank two years ago to 20-something in rank last year. He had some players step up, like Chris Wormley and company, but they're not Stefan Tuitt. And Stefan Tuitt actually had a career high in sacks of 11 his last year of playing football. Obviously a key member of the defense, only 29 years old, figuring he would have more years to go. Certainly Cam Hayward's still going to have an impact. Stefan Tewitt, even younger, came in even later. You figure he certainly would have more time and maybe even come in fresh after missing last season. But he has decided to retire, so the Steelers will not have him. Do you go somewhere outside? Because they now have $9 million in cap space. Again, Mike Ostey, Mike Drop, and it's all about Stefan It Had to do one of these because of the Stefan Tewitt news finally happening. Hit that subscribe button, comment, chat along. Certainly can come at me with your thoughts here, but we're going to try to keep it smooth. We're going to try to keep it logical and try to keep it sane. And that's not how it's been off the reaction to Stefon Tewitt deciding to retire from the NFL. So let's start there, obviously. Stefon Tewitt does decide, and he announces – Wednesday afternoon, maybe kind of a sleepy Wednesday in the middle of OTAs, that he has decided to officially be done in the NFL. Omar Khan, the new Steelers GM, promoted to that position a week or so ago, officially decides to also release a statement and immediately respond. So they don't let this linger too long. We get it on the, the locked PR account to the media, but they put this, the Steelers put it out there, they put some fun to its statement out there, Omar Khan then officially put a statement out there representing the Steelers as the GM and you get some teammates linger. Cam Hayward was the first of course. Other current and former teammates do make some statements but of course that took a while to come out and Vince Williams actually put it best that do you guys really love football this much to be this man mad at this man and yeah uh, unfortunately there are some yinzers that do Vince but it's out there. It's officially known pretty quickly, but I guess kind of shocking that we'd randomly get this now. But I have been a proponent and I have been firm on this. And some gave me pushback. Some of my colleagues didn't want to go this far. I was saying this months ago, and some were even saying it before that that the Steelers need to put a hard deadline on stuff to it. I get giving him time. I get the physical or emotional issue of a year ago, and that was kind of wishy-washy. We know, obviously, there was a death that was close to him. We know, obviously, it was partly emotional and, and was not just physical. Maybe some physical was added on. That was the rumor last year. And then, of course, it went on throughout the entire season, and pretty quickly on, you kind of got the feeling, okay, it, it, he's not going to be around. Major question mark on this year of course and kind of a new era of Steeler footballs Omar Khan the new GM as I mentioned Mike Tomlin still the head coach but Ben Rothsberger now officially has retired so he's also gone you're a couple of years removed now from Pouncey in terms of just major pieces Joe Hayden major pieces to the team made your names and faces in recent memory no longer a part of the fold Cam Hayward certainly there you draft rookies who are going to have an impact kenny pickett george pickens etc regardless of if pickett starts right away these are players that are going to be part of the next era of steelers football no matter how it turns out and stefan too was still young enough to kind of be that bridge and be a veteran be a leader certainly after cam retires and be a part of the future but he had decided to retire but i said that there had to be a hard deadline i said it some didn't like it okay i get their patient with him last year I get they deserve to be patient with them last year. I get it. Granted, there are not too many jobs in the world that will allow you to still get paid. I don't care what happens in the terminal death in your family. We've all had loss. You could have the closest person to you. Not many jobs out there, right or wrong, would let you collect that money and sit out a whole year plus and then still allow you to make a decision on when returning. I mean, maybe some would have that. Maybe you're lucky to have that. I don't even know if I would have that. I mean, that that's that's a... Pretty nice situation and obviously the Steelers are all class and they did things similar with say Ryan Chagier after his career ending injury They let him stay a part of the fold for health insurance purposes for a year plus I get it so they did the right thing by Stefan Tua there's no way he can be mad at the Steelers or any defenders of his can be mad at the Steelers they did the right thing by him but I did also say they had to have a hard deadline You can't just let this linger into camp again. Go into weeks one or two, still have no decision from him. Maybe you're losing and you want him back, so you're going to wait and see. Maybe teammates are still obviously going to defend him and they're going to want him back. Obviously, Cam, the leader, said that he was all about him, thought he was going to play, wanted him to come back, but respects the decision. Of course, what else is he going to say? But you just can't have all that. You can't have all of us asking questions. People there that are people there every day asking questions about. What do you know about on to Is he going to play? Do you want him back? Do you think he would fit in? Is he going to help you? Should they go after him? Should you bring him in, even though now you're in the middle of a season? He missed camp. What should they do? Should they bring him in? It's week one or two. What should they do? Should he come in? What do you want to see from him, etc.? cetera? You don't want any of that. You don't want any of that. And you go through the draft. Okay. I would have liked this deadline to be a month or so ago. Maybe they could have done some things, honestly, with this money. But before camp had to be for sure. It's the middle of OTAs. That even makes sense, honestly. You get t- kind of some of these situations going on, OTAs, et cetera. Then there's a break and people go on vacation and that's kind of a lull. Then you get the camp, obviously, then the preseason and the regular season. So this makes sense. And he finally does announce his retirement officially. And then you get the official statement, statements from the Steelers and get all the reaction. And it goes all different kinds of ways. But I did say it had they had to have a hard deadline. Some gave me pushback on that. Some didn't like that. Some thought he should just take whatever, take all the money, whatever, and just go on and go on and whenever he's ready, okay, and just sit there and let Spando run the show. I never was in that corner. Okay, it's not fair to the team. They've been good to you. It's not fair to them. You got to give them a notice. You got to let them know what you're thinking. And maybe he has been. Maybe there was a deadline. Maybe it was now, and he came out with that decision. So I'm not going to anyway accuse him of knowing what he was going to do months and months ago as some are replying to me and just sitting on it to screw the team. Obviously, that wouldn't be what I would be saying. I highly doubt that would make sense or happened. And obviously, they gave him plenty of time. He then eventually made the decision. He's made it now. But some of you are acting like he owes you the fan. Some of you are acting like he owes anybody. Anything. I mean, this is a decision. You're mad at him making the decision saying, Oh, it's going to hurt the team. I'm fine with him taking time, but I wanted him to come back. He got to come back to help the team. He's screwing his brothers. Didn't play last year, not playing this year, ending his career early. He's hurting the team. Got to be a team guy. And you know, you're under contract. You're getting paid. You got to do it for the team. And I get maybe the thinking of last year. Okay. He got paid to not play. And his contract was about rendering services for football, not for doing whatever else and he didn't he didn't you know okay they were good to him I'm not going to argue over that spilled milk there but i get maybe being upset I get it okay he got paid didn't do anything i get it but they were good to him that's fine the seals made the decision that's fine this year though it's before it's before otas are over he made the decision there was a there, there, there should have been a deadline maybe there was a deadline he made it so, again, I didn't want this to linger on. I said there had to be a deadline. He didn't play last year. That was fine. They had that in sync, the Steelers and it. So the Steelers and it were in agreement about last year. You come this year, it's a new era of Steelers football. There's a deadline. there got to be a deadline. He makes a decision. We're still in the middle of OTAs. It's not like it's too far. It's not into camp and he's making this call or the season's already started making this call. Then I would certainly feel differently. But you can't force a man to play. Doesn't owe you, doesn't owe me, doesn't owe the Steelers to play. If he doesn't want to play, you can't make him. I mean, this this whole attitude that he got to play or he's this turncoat or he hurt the team or he's not really a Steeler or he's not going to be remembered as a great Steeler or I hate him now or I'm against him now, completely asinine, completely ridiculous, completely out of bounds, okay? He doesn't want to play any longer. It's not best for him mentally or personally or physically, or whatever his reasons are, okay, you, you read the statement, didn't go into grave detail, but we all know the personal matter that kind of held him out last year, and it was beyond physical, but whatever reason he wants to have, you can't force someone to play football, okay, Andrew Luck, I know some Colts fans are upset with him, and he's a quarterback, he was a top draft pick, but he didn't want to keep on playing, he didn't want to keep getting killed at other things in his life that he wanted to do, he was a very, very smart man, and some people were mad at him, they booed him in his last appearance, That was ridiculous as well. That was line as well. You can't force a man to play, okay? Yeah, you want him to play when he's getting paid. I get maybe the angst from last year. But once we get over last year and now we're in a new year and there's a deadline and he decided not to play any longer, that's it. He's made a decision. You can't force him to play, okay? He's not going to keep on collecting for years and years and years. It's over. He doesn't want to play any longer. It's not best for him. And if he changes his mind in two years, that's again on him if somebody wants to sign him. But you can't force him in. So I do see some in the chat here again, Mike Ostie, Pittsburgh Sports Live Steelers now. Head over to Steelers now for a full coverage of the stuff on New- To It News as he does decide to retire from football. That news finally happens. That answer to that question has finally been answered. And, of course, comment below this here, and I'll fire back at you here on this video. Okay. To his time is done, we'll be okay. Nothing to worry about. It's life. That's a mature attitude there. I don't know if his time is done, but he's making the decision for his time to be done. And yeah, you got to move on. The Steelers are going to move on. They're going to respect him, but move on. They already have their six guys, Mark. That kind of maybe will segue into the impact on the Steelers on this team and what is next for the team here. Again, any thoughts on that? You can keep them coming. Because you have that 9 million, do you go outside? People bringing up Sue, maybe a borderline Hall of Fame guy, certainly a former All-Pro, resurrected himself after injuries and after a great early in his career on some bad teams to have great runs, whether it be with the Rams or Bucks. And yeah, he, he's somebody that certainly is a name, but this is a 35-year-old. So to do it was 29. You're looking at Sue at what, 35, mid-30s? His best days are gone. He might be able to come in and help you a little bit if he does as, as some spot starts. What kind of money is he going to want off of coming, you know, coming off of solid team success, even though he wasn't necessarily the driving force, but a great player still when used properly? So I'm not going to sit here and say Sue can't have an impact still at his age. He can. He's at the game record that he was 10 years ago on Detroit, but he can still have an impact on a good team used the right way for sure and we've seen that on good teams recently 100% again rams bucks but 35 years old that's what some steeler fans want that's really a part of, of what you're building now that really makes sense i don't know uh, it depends on what you get for him i don't maybe it's not a bad thing but just speaking on okay maybe you go in that direction maybe that's the 9 million that's a thought some have other players have been mentioned as well that are outside pittsburgh and outside the current steeler culture to bring in you have some money to play with but maybe you need that money for other spots maybe if you're going to bring somebody in from the outside right now and we're still before training camp obviously in the midst of OTAs maybe you bring somebody in for the secondary maybe you bring somebody in for another position because that money doesn't have to go to replacing the run defense and replacing to it there on the line that can go to anywhere on the team you want to utilize it you don't just want to sit on it but does it have to be used for say a sue or somebody like that to immediately replace to it at his position, likely able to give you less time because he's older. I don't know. And also, maybe you put that money elsewhere because you have Chris Wormley right now. You have players on this team that have stepped up. And I'm not banking on Chris Wormley and saying he's all of a sudden going to be a pro bowler. I don't think he's ever going to be as good as Stephon it was or was thought to be out of Notre Dame. And then, of course, what he was a couple of years ago. That connection with Cam and company, with Vince Williams and company, that was solid. That's why they're speaking out in his defense right now. Maybe the Steelers didn't get to see enough of that, and that's what the fans are upset about. They didn't get enough of that. But, again, Tua doesn't want to play. It's his decision. It's a personal decision. You can't hate him for it at this point. He decided now early enough into the unofficial start of summer that it didn't totally screw the team. They do have some time now, certainly before training camp and when you get officially into summer, finish OTAs, etc. cetera. So if you don't go outside for a guy like Sue, a veteran, and I don't know if that's smart money, even though it could have an impact on a good team still, obviously, maybe if you get something, you know, else, then, then okay. Maybe if you get him for cheap, but you can use that money elsewhere. And again, a guy like Chris Wormley last year had a very quiet, good season. Look up the numbers, a very quiet, good season. Doesn't get nearly enough credit. I know the run defense wasn't great. Again, I know the team disappointed you and lost right away and, It wasn't nearly what you thought maybe the team would be, even although many of us kind of expected what you saw from that team. I don't think anyone going in should have thought that was a championship team. But the defense gives you sack numbers, et cetera. Obviously, T.J. Watt tying the record. But maybe fool's gold. The national media loves to say the Steelers defense is so great. Really? The numbers don't always show that. And we've seen some really bad games where the run defense got slashed, where the pass defense just got lit up and the defense was bad overall, and the sacks were there, but it didn't matter. So, yeah, the defense needs to be a lot better. The secondary needs to be a lot better. Maybe that's even more of a problem. Again, maybe that's where the money goes because maybe somebody like Warmly or somebody else on this team steps up and gives you a little bit more because they did have a solid season. Even if not to it, maybe you slap that together some other way. Who knows here? I want to go back into the chat. To it is what made that front line stiff and tough. He will be missed. He definitely will be missed. He was looking to bring in another edge rusher. So – I don't think the Steelers can ever have enough edge rushers, obviously. Uh, T.J. Watt can't be the only guy getting sacks, and that was a problem at times last year, that if he didn't get a sack or if he missed a couple games like he did, and you got to figure he's going to miss some time, he's not going to play every game. And, yeah, a little aside, that's why it made him tying the record more impressive than what Strahan did 20 years ago because he did play less games, even though the NFL schedule had more overall games. But I'll digress on that. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, having more edge rushers would be a positive. Absolutely. Now, obviously, the Steelers did go defense after the early rounds being offense. So Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Calvin Austin the third, then DeMarvin Liao. DeMarvin Liao, a solid pickup. I think he fits tons. He fits really in. And that could be a guy that was drafted with the idea that Stefan Tua would not be around much longer. That could be a Stefan to a Stephon type replacement. I'm not saying right away because he's a rookie and maybe you give more time to guys like warmly who at least played well last year, but Demarvin Marvin Liao could be a guy of the future could be a guy that also could come in and have some production now without Stefan to it. How do you use him? Maybe is he that replacement? That type of mentality could be there. That was part of the draft. So yeah. And add another Ed rusher and not edge rusher, but just in terms of linebackers and part of the defense, Devon, Devin Bush is a, a big deal. Devin Bush is – what he does for this team this year is a big deal. He says he's motivated. He says he has his mind right. Obviously, a former top draft pick for the Steelers. They traded up to get in the early portion of the first round a few years ago. Immediately, a, a really smart guy. I thought he could be the anchor of the defense and be that Ray Lewis force for years to come. Looks like egg on my face because he was good for a while, had the ACL injury. Obviously, last year looks like a bust. Now, many do say it takes a year plus to really get over that injury and be back to what you were. So maybe that's true. Maybe you could, you could have a bounce back year. But he's a, he's a major question mark, and that's why he didn't get a mega deal. So is he going to have an impact? Is he going to have his mind right? Is he going to be tweeting about cats falling off buildings on Twitter? Or is he going to be football and only football? Will we see gibberish on there at a Friday night at midnight? Because I did last week uh, from Devin Bush. I don't know if you wanted to see that. Or again, will you see the guy that today told the media, I'm football focused and I'm motivated to prove people wrong? And he does. He has plenty to prove from last year. It was a bad year, it was a bad look, and obviously the injury before. So he needs to do a lot more, or it's a bust from what they did from trading up to get him, even though they loaded him out of Michigan. Uh, so again, that would obviously help the linebacker group, and that's a big deal. But Stefan, too, it's going to be missed, obviously. But here's the difference the only pushback I'll give you, Mark, they missed him already. This isn't like this was last year. He he wasn't on the team last year, okay? The, the Stephon Tuitt didn't play. I mean, being on the roster doesn't matter. He didn't play last year. He wasn't a part of the team last year. They already did go about it without him last year. And, yes, the run defense and the defense was worse than the year before, in particular the run defense, which is Stefan Tuitt's specialty. I get it. They were already have missed him. They've been missing him. So that's not an argument. That's a fact. The Steelers do miss Stefan Tuitt and have been missing Stefan Tuitt. But again, you can't make a guy play if he doesn't want to. And if he says it's the best decision for him to not play, you got to respect that, and that's on him. Where do they go, though? Do they go outside? Do they stay in-house? Does somebody, like, warmly step up? Do they bring in Sue? Do they do something else? Do they use that money for another piece of the team and part of the team, say, secondary somewhere else? That's a conversation. That's where the conversation has to go right now after people start, you know, sanely reacting to this news. And I just knew it was going to run amok, and unfortunately – that has been the case after Stefan Tuit officially announces he is retiring from the NFL. DeMarvin Leal going to step up, Rasheed? Yeah, that's what I've been just been touching on. And that was part of the draft thinking of bringing in DeMarvin Leal. Okay, you maybe don't have It, even if you do, he's 29. But you maybe don't have it any longer. You didn't just have Tewitt. And DeMarvin Leal or Texas A&M can fit that bill. Now, I don't want to go as wild as maybe you're going there as a fan in the chat and think that right away he's going to come in and have a defensive, you know, rookie of the year type of year and immediately become the new to it. To its best year did take a few years in that position sometimes takes you a while to get involved. Cam Hayward's going to mentor you. Cam Hayward's going to be there. He's like a fine wine, gets better with age, but eventually that'll slow down. He will need someone to step up. I get all that. But how much are you really going to rely on DeMarvin Leal to be that guy this coming season? Great pick for the future. I think he will have an impact this year. They will look at him a lot in camp. And Mike Tomlin and company will rely on him some this year, depending on what Warmly and others do this year, because that could easily be a flash in the pan to what Warmly did last year. And it was a good year, but not a great Pro Bowl year. Let's not go nuts. Maybe you think more to Marvin Leal overall. But again, what do you expect out of him this year? But a great draft pick. That makes tons of sense for the future for the Steelers, especially now, especially now without Stephon it, and I don't – obviously, again, I don't know if they knew what was going to be the news at that point. It was likely a protection of themselves. If they did know the news then, then, maybe they would have told us prior. Maybe that would have looked better before OTAs. Maybe they would have done some things and spent that money earlier. Granted, maybe he wanted them to wait. Maybe he wasn't sure then. He was leaning one way or another. Players like Cam Hayward kind of led us to believe he was coming back on some comments back then. During the draft, so again, you don't know where his mind went. Maybe it was a roller coaster. Maybe he'll change his mind a month from now. But as we stand, the Steelers need to operate as they don't have Stefan to it. It was a solid career. It could have been more. It's a what if story. Could have been more. His best year was two years ago. The personal life happens. The physical life happens. Gone last year. Now chooses to retire. It's a sad what if story, kinda. But you, you got to do what's best for him, and you got to respect it. Again, as Stefan to it does decide. To officially retire. Anything else about where the Steelers are going to put this money? Where the Steelers should spend this money? It doesn't have to just immediately be a replacement for Stephon Tuitt. But what should the Steelers do? Where should they spend this money? And any other thoughts and on Stephon Tuitt certainly are welcome here. And let's try to keep them sane. Again, it's his decision. You got to respect it. I do get the annoyance of who among us would get paid to not do our job for a full year, but that's a Steelers decision. They tried to be as nice as they could and they treated him right and kudos to them for doing so and he didn't let it linger too long this year so it's middle of OTAs it's not training camp it's not regular season it's not preseason it's not an uncertainty going into the season like last year if that was the case I would say it was too far he abused them being so nice and there needed to be a hard deadline but maybe there was one we this was it because we randomly find out that Stefan Tuitt is retiring And that is it. And I will even give you some player reactions here. Of course, you probably already seen these, but Cam Hayward came out immediately. A lot of former teammates, Vince Williams, again, came out immediately in defense here. Cam Hayward, my brother made a decision that was best for him. Explanation point. That starts it off for Cam. That's an Instagram. Um, And his IG handle there is C-A-M-H-E-Y-9-7. So Cam, hey, 9-7. I got to like it. Um, in support of his brother, and of course he's going to. But that that's that's something to read if you're not sure. Joe Hayden, of course, former teammate of of Stephon Tuite. Health and happiness is all he wishes for him. That's what everyone should be saying. Our own Foster, former Steeler, same thing. Kind of you know wanting to care about the man with a care emoji. And there's others, of course. Again, our full coverage, our full reaction, the full reaction. What maybe will happen in the future here, etc. All there on Steelers. Now, Miles Jack, somebody that hasn't been brought up that much, but maybe TJ Watt is going to get some Ed rushing help. Obviously he does need more help in terms of it. Can't all be on him to get those sacks. Maybe he likes it, but it can't all be on him, especially when he misses a few games each season. Maybe miles Jack will be that guy that can help him as a rusher. And that's a big deal. That's a big deal for the defense, but there obviously are still some holes. again, as I always do here, a lot of just Steeler fans giving you a "Here we go," etc. Here in the chat. But any questions, any comments, anything else here before I close up shop on this live chat edition of Mike Drop here in Pittsburgh Sports Live and Steelers Now, and of course, comment below as well. I'll come at you even after this live edition of the show and comment back and forth with you. I always do that here for our subscribers. Subscribe; it is free to do so. Thanks to our sponsors throughout the network, and you get notification when any of these shows are released and and out to you on this channel or you'll get practice clips or you'll get player interviews or other content, other video content here, of course, from our myriad of sites throughout the sports now network. We don't just cover the Steelers. We obviously have the rest of the region professionally and collegially on other sites throughout the network, Pittsburgh sports, now the mothership and beyond. And I'm of course involved in touching all of them. And you know, I guess I'm surprised in a way, just from hearing what other teammates had said. Okay, maybe I thought when you when you listen to Cam Hayward, et cetera, that he was maybe leaning towards playing. He had all of last year out. You don't know how a personal event like that, a loss, a tragedy, can affect somebody, though, and clearly affected Stefan Tuitt mightily. So, you know, the one second team, all American, out of Notre Dame, drafted by the Steelers. In 2014, round two, a lot of hope. And, again, had a solid career as a Steeler for the time they did have did have on the field. And it took him a few years to get going. Only the one sack his rookie year, despite a lot of games played, getting that full 16. Six and a half after that, four, three, five and a half, three and a half, and then 11 in 2020. And, of course, the tackles also tick up there. His career high in tackles was 39. And that is the solo tackles in 2015, and then 33 in 2020, 45 overall in 2020, and then 54. So maybe maybe 2015 is his best year: six and a half sacks, 15 assists, 54 combined tackles. That's only in 14 games, too. Although 2020, 15 games, 45 combined, 33 individual. 12 assists, 11 sacks though. And that rush is obviously what the Steelers want and what the fans want and what you love to see. And it also helps out TJ Watt there. So a solid career that was only improving and still very young and had plenty of time to get better. But again, a tragedy happens in his personal life Some physical ailments exist as well. He misses last year. He had to not let it linger. They couldn't let him linger on too much longer. They should give him a deadline. I don't know if they did or not. He makes the decision in the middle of OTAs and his career is over. So you respect it. And, We'll see. Think my munchak joins the SAP before the season to help out the offense. Well, that's obviously a whole different side of the football, a whole different trajectory here from this conversation onto it, but I don't know. I mean, really, I, I, I just don't know. I, I Obviously, I don't see how that's a bad thing. Obviously, he was an offensive line coach that everybody respected there. And I know as many Steelers fans thought the sky was falling after he did leave. And maybe he was treated poorly and maybe he should have been given a coach-in-waiting type of title. But still, we're now a couple of years later and Mike Tomlin not going anywhere. Obviously not going to be fired, especially after a playoff appearance or getting close. Just not going to happen. The Steelers don't fire head coaches. So... Want it or not, it's not going to happen. Tomlin's going to be around until he chooses not to be. And maybe Mike Munchuk will become that coach and waiting if he does come in, but maybe it's Brian Flores as well who comes in as a defensive assistant, former head coach with the Dolphins and never should have been fired. Whether it's racist or not, he never should have been fired as he's suing the NFL. But he's now part of the fold, and it's great to have him for the Steelers, who will be that number two if you do bring in Mike Munchuk. Now, the offensive line, obviously, last year was really, really, really bad. Question marks about Zach Banner all year and what was going to happen when Chuck's uh, core for. He comes back, Banner is gone. They add some things, but that O line is still the weakness of this team. And that held Najee back from not even having a better year than he did. He had a great rookie season, but his yards per carry weren't great. There's ways to argue against that year and have it be polarizing, but that's also because the O line was so bad. Ben wasn't mobile. Ben wasn't going to be mobile. Ben was aging. Ben wasn't good as he used to be, obviously, and that was never going to be more than it was. But the offensive line being so bad only compounded that; it made it harder. Whether it's Mr. Trubisky or Kenny Pickett, you're going to have more of a mobile quarterback this year. It will help out the O line a little bit, and you do figure another year in a maturation process. They couldn't be better; couldn't be worse than last year, and that the O line would be better this year, like Munchak or not. You would figure it would be better, but he would be he would be a solid addition for sure. Great addition. I don't know though if it's going to happen. So I'm gonna be honest there, Trevor, on that in terms of the other side of the football. Again, anything else on to it? He does make the decision to retire. That answer finally comes to be. Steeler fans, media, the team, everybody knows it now. And who knows when people knew things, but now the 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 announcements out there and it's official, middle of OTAs. This is fine timing. They had to put a deadline. We know it now. It doesn't go to camp, it doesn't linger to preseason or regular season like last year. They paid him last year. They treated him right. I get maybe it wouldn't happen to your job or mine, but that's between the Steelers and it, And they did it for him last year, as they have done for others in the past. Again, citing how they handled Ryan Shazier. And now everyone needs to respect the decision. Because again, if he doesn't want to play, you can't force him. It is a big hit to the team, but they already were hit last year without him in terms of that run defense being much worse last year than the year before. And again, it's going to be harder this coming year without to it, but there's money to spend. There's $9 million now in cap space. They do bring in DeMarvin Leal in the draft. You have Chris Warmly having a year under his belt as a good player off a really solid underrated season last year. You have others. Maybe who could step up and cam certainly still doing his thing. So in terms of that line, maybe it will be better off this year than last year with or without to it. And there's other issues on the defense. So maybe use that money to go and improve other spots on the defense or anywhere else on the team and maybe somebody on this team steps up or maybe you do bring in sue and granted what do you really get out of a 35 year old sue he's long gone from being a great player and the best player in football or one of at his position 10 years ago but can be a contributor and a great player serving a role on a good team we've certainly seen that in recent years with sue's super bowl Appearances certainly providing that example, but granted, this is not again a guy who's going to be a pro bowler and going to be dominating for you every single play and be the leader for that line. So, is that where you spend the money? Can you get him for even cheaper? Can you get him for a little bit and then sprinkle the money elsewhere? Do you bring somebody else in? What would you have done if you had the money? a month or so ago and he knew this decision then will always be a what if story, but at least it didn't linger on. And we now know, and you got to respect the decision from to it. Again, it's his freaking decision. So if he didn't want to play, there's nobody who should be making him or be upset at him for not playing. It's up to him. You're not going to keep a guy under duress, even though you may feel it hurts the team, but again, they didn't have him last year. So yeah, it hurts the team. You'll be missed, but he's been missed. That's nothing new. So, again, anything else on the Steelers or to it? Reaction to his announcement, to deciding to retire, to that announcement happening now, or where the Steelers go from here? Again, we've talked Liao. We've talked Chris Wormley. We've talked, too. We've talked issues and parts of this team that need to improve, and we've talked maybe where they go outside the house, outside the team to improve it and use that money, or maybe even guys here that will step up for the sealers this coming season but now they have time to figure a lot of that out that they would not have had if to let this linger on too much into the summer that then would have been asinine that then would have been unacceptable And that then would have been him abusing how nice they were to him last year by of course paying him while he wasn't playing but they did treat him very well they were classy we all wish that could happen for us if we deal with a loss like that but now he's made a decision so that should be it check, not even a thought in my mind. No sense looking and building for hope in old coaches. Well, I hear that. I mean, he's one of the better O-line coaches in the league. So, again, if he comes in, it's for the right money amount. He's fine with the Tomlin-Flores dynamic. He's not looking for something else right away, and he's not rocking the boat in any way, not saying he was before, but that doesn't happen, then sure, great. If it fits, fine. But, uh, no, you don't need to bank on it. And I do think the offensive line might be the same this coming season – with or without Mike Munchak. It doesn't matter. Great coach, but the coach can't play. So it is about the players who, if they're better than last year, it might just because be because they were there and they were in, they were getting better and going through a bad season, but eventually improved and, and, the, and got better. And they have some pieces they've already added to it. So again, the O-line should be better and it needs to be, or the offense has no chance, no matter who's the quarterback or what's going on with Najee Harris and company, but it doesn't have much, to go in terms of being better. So there's not much more to go. It, it couldn't be worse than last year, I guess uh, I'll say bluntly. So if it's not, then obviously it's going to be a real problem for this team. But again, I don't, that doesn't need to be where they dip into. They don't need to get into it. Um, would we trade for the de- defensive tackle to replace to it? Well, you can use the money right now. So again, you're saving money in cap space. You have the $9 million with the with Stefan to it deciding to retire, There are players out there that can just be signed. Uh, there are other moves that can be made. And do you need to go out of house because maybe there's other positions that need help more. And you've had have guys step up a little bit last season, even though the overall line was worse, he did draft the Marvin Lee out again. Is that a necessity? Is that something you do? What are they thinking about in-house or out of house to try to replace this for two? it? That's really the question right now. And I could see an argument on both sides of things, but this is a team that doesn't conventionally make tons of trades. I mean, you know, they have a little bit here or there in recent memory, of course, trading up to get Devin Bush in the draft. We talked about earlier how he has pressure and has been a little bit of a bust, but could rebound from an injury. Obviously the Minka trade, which, really helped the secondary for a while but he's now not been able to be as impactful because defenses or or offenses are scheming against him personally but that would have been where they went in the draft anyway so that i I would say worked out and made sense at that time but that really is the question there anyone in mind besides sue that we touched on earlier for anyone to have i know um You know, we'll have all of this as well. This is kind of just an instant reaction to this news here, but we're going to have all of this in terms of exact players that maybe otherwise or what else could happen with the team. We already do have Chris Carter touching on Chris Wormley and company and what the roster itself and players that could step up themselves on this team could offer in Chris Wormley's underrated quality season last year. Why is Kenny's hand size still a problem? Well, Alex, it's not. Um, It never was. (laughs) It's just not a problem. Kenny's hand size is not a problem. Maybe to you. I don't know where you're reading or hearing or what's going on with you, but I do feel kind of that we, the media or everyone has kind of collectively let that go. If nationally, they're still bringing it up. Okay. You roll your eyes and just move on. It never was a big deal. I get if you don't, you don't want to have tiny hands and you're trying to be a franchise quarterback, but Joe Burrow's hands aren't that much better. OK, there have been other quarterbacks that have not had hands that much bigger. Joe Burrow, I believe, nine and a half. Kenny he eight and a half? Something like that. And it depends on Kenny's hand size measurement, whether it was Pitt measuring it, whether it was the combine measuring it. So who knows if he's getting home cooking for a measurement. But again, Burrow's hands are not that much bigger. Look what he's done in two years. Basically, right away, an offensive rookie of the year candidate. Second year leads a team to the Super Bowl that hasn't been there in 40 years, basically almost 40. And never won a championship, but he got him as close as possible, really, as you could imagine, before getting it. And one of the better quarterbacks in the, for the future of this league. So, again, I, I get it. I get it. So, yeah, it, you, I get being annoyed by it. But, no, Kenny can he, can he Pickett's hand size, not a big deal. We've seen what Joe Burrow has done. Um, the problem is just a narrative people keep bringing up because they got nothing else to talk about for, until the season starts. If you're responding to Alex there and Kenny Pickett's hand size, you are correct. That would be a lazy thing to talk about in a lazy narrative. It's stupid. It doesn't stop you from doing anything. If Kenny Pickett doesn't start and it's Mitch Trubisky, it's not because of his hand size. If he doesn't have a great career and becomes a bust, it's not because of his hand size. We've seen players with a little bigger hands, similar hand size, smaller hands that have success. And that's not going to be a thing. I'm not gonna don't let you guys do that. But yeah, that would be, would be lazy. Dude is going to be just fine hands. Yeah. So you were talking about the hands hand for this used to get them through college. He wears the gloves. Maybe that'll be something to discuss, but again, I don't, the size. I don't think it's even been a topic, honestly. I don't know what your what content you're absorbing there, Alex, but feel free here to go Pittsburgh sports live and Steelers now. And we're not going to be touching on the hand size any more than these two or three minutes that I had to answer that Steelers are signing. Who's our skipper. Outside of linebacker Tuzar Skipper. Um, okay, um, again, this is a possibility. I mean, again, you're looking at a player that could be brought in again out of Toledo. So again, this is, we're talking about a linebacker out of the Giants, and I know we talked about Ed Rushers earlier. So, okay, um, what do you do? In terms of and I'm, I'm sorry. Here, I'm trying to read the chat because we're getting a lot more action here. Oh, I mean, it's always happens as I try to end these things. I just get flooded with chat uh, more so at the end. No big, no problem, Alex. If you're outside the, the 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 market here, but try to not consume as much national media. And I'm not against anyone there. Obviously, that's the the level. You know, when you're a kid, I'm very content with my my career and what it's been and what it is. But obviously, you dream of national and maybe you settle somewhere. Uh, I get it, but. They don't know the team as well as people who cover the team locally. I'll put it to you that way. So anyone talking nationally about hand size for Kenny Pickett, they're being lazy. It's ridiculous. So try to consume local content if you can. Twitter, social media, here, Steelers now, this channel. No matter where you live, you don't need to be worrying about hand size or anybody consuming content about a hand size. Would you pay Johnson or Minka first? That's a better question because who knows if they're going to bring in to skipper, and that could be an impactful player. That doesn't immediately replace to it, though, obviously. And you have Brandon Miles, Jack, and other linebackers, and Devin Bush has pressure to try to help TJ. So that's a different thing. But you have that money, and I did talk about spreading it elsewhere. Maybe It doesn't have to immediately be a defensive tackle or anyone on the D-line. You just use that money to help the defense because maybe someone like Warmly could step up. Um, I probably – would pay Minka first. Uh, Johnson is just, I mean, Deontay, here's the issue. And I'm not saying I wouldn't pay Deontay Johnson by any means. I'm not saying they're not going to pay him. And quite frankly, I'm not saying that I wouldn't want to pay both of them. Whether it can happen is a different story. Minka Fitzpatrick immediately was an impactful player, immediately creating turnovers and helping the Steelers defense and him create records off of how impactful he was in 2019 after that trade. And that made tons of sense. It's where they were going to go in the draft anyway. He was still so young, a great player at Bama, Saw with Miami the brief time that he was there. And then now a Steeler and obviously has played well. And he he's important because other teams scheme against him personally. So even if the numbers don't jump out at you, he's a great player that impacts you. And can you help, to 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 deal with a world without him you would need to replace so much else is already a weakness for you in general in the secondary still so young that would be why you would pay minka why you wouldn't is because the numbers have gone down and because teams are scheming against him how much can he do and do you want to spend tons of money on a guy who is hampered and handcuffed by a scheme against him Okay. To Deontay Johnson. I did a recent show on how Deontay Johnson skipping OTAs was not a big deal, but there's still tons of pressure on him. And that's really the case. Okay. Again, him skipping OTAs, not a big thing. That happens all the time. And maybe this year is a bit funky because you have a new quarterback that's a veteran in Mitch Trubisky. You have a New quarterback that's a rookie and Kenny Pickett. They're competing. You both got it. You both guys got to get comfortable with you, and you got to get comfortable with them, regardless who's going to start. It's likely one of the two of them. Mason's still there, but it's not going to be Ben. So it's a new offense. Matt Candace still there. He had excuses last year. He won't this year. He, he has pressure to perform as well. And so does this offense. Maybe the O-line will be better, but this may have been an important. Off season for you as the number one receiver, you emerge as the wide receiver one last year. And I thought you were that even the year before because of your separation numbers for Deontay Johnson. I get that maybe it was better for him to show up, but he eventually showed up. So that's a big, that's not a big deal. No one's going to be remembering skipping one week of OTAs months from now. If he plays well on the field, it's all about the field, but the devil's advocate stance here with Deontay Johnson, why there's tons of pressure. Okay. Juju's gone. You didn't give him big money and I'm not saying you should have, he became a, he's clearly a number two or three. He's not a one. He's a slot guy, a solid slot guy came back for humble pie a year ago. wasn't going to happen again. So he's gone. He's in Kansas city. James Washington, not utilized enough, but no, you couldn't utilize him any much more. What were you going to do? You had a strong depth chart of receivers, but a playmaker when utilized, he's gone, he's in Dallas. That was going to eventually happen. Of course. And you're long removed from AB and those guys. So you have a younger group now receiver. Deontay Johnson is the leader. He emerges as the clear number one. Chase Claypool had a bad year last year after a solid rookie year, of course, where he also set some records uh, a few games in. He has, a B- he has that beast body, that physical specimen that he is. He could be a number one type. I think maybe he fits more into a number two. Maybe he replaces Juju's type of style. You do get... Pat Friermuth as a tight end who can become even more of a pass catcher for you this year than last year was a solid blocker last year as a catcher after just being a pass catcher in college and not really focusing on blocking he picks that up underrated player I do think he can be one of the better overall tight ends in football which helps the offense Najee can be obviously even better especially with a better o-line and that can help the offense and then George Pickens in draft Calvin Austin the third in the draft Calvin Austin a burner he can be the new James Washington and give you big plays and maybe even be way better than him at that. But how much will he be used? Is he more than a number three? No, probably not. George Pickens, though, maybe has that number one potential. Big plays at Bama, maybe a little bit of a mental case. That may scare you Steeler fans for obvious reasons, but he is so athletic, so good, so talented and could step up. So all that said, Chase Claypool, if he steps up and gets to where he was two years ago, if George Pickens has an impact right away and receivers can, Calvin Austin there with big play potential, that pushes Deontay even more. And Deontay became that number one. He's best at separation on the team. He can give you big plays. He can run the the best routes. He's the number one, clearly. But he has the drop issues. It was really a problem two years ago. He worked on it in the offseason. Fixed it most of last season, had a Pro Bowl caliber year, but then they reemerge at the end of the year. You can't have the drops keep reemerging and have that be in people's minds at the end of the season as you're the wide receiver one and want the big money. So receiver is a position now that, yeah, some guys have got big money and they always will. Tyreek Hill and company, if your team's not going to give you big money, somebody else will. Miami gave them the money. But the Chiefs are going to be just fine without them be just as good without him as they were with him yeah obviously you'd rather have him he's the best player on your team but they're still going to be a contender will he with miami likely not here's how receivers work and this is why aj brown and company these are why these guys were moved in the draft where the team they were originally with didn't want to pay a big money and somebody else had to it's a position that out of the draft right away as a rookie you can have an instant impact not every position's like that. But unlike, say, running back, that's also like that if you get playing time, you have a long shelf life. It's not three or four years like a running back that you just get destroyed and beat up, and your O-line really affects how long you play. Najee already getting killed from last year. It's a position that, yeah, you need quarterback help. That's why Diva, Tio, or any Moss to get frustrated when the quarterback wasn't as good as them. It's innately a Diva position, so that's maybe a defender of George Pickens being a Diva, but You can play a long time. You can have an instant impact. And every year there there are tons of receivers that are out there in college football that come out in the draft. This was a deep receiver draft. That's why the Steelers picked up two of them in the early rounds. And I'm sure next year and the year after that, and obviously Jordan Addison, who we've touched on with our pit coverage and in other shows, and he's now at USC. But after that, he's going to be in the NFL. He would have been in the NFL draft this year if he could have been he's going to be out there. That's going to be a great receiver for somebody, Blitnikoff winner. So I'm sure he's going to be great at USC, whether you like it or not, that he's there. But again, you can find receivers. It's an easy position to replace. You don't need to spend big money on them. There's tons of impact they can have right away, but they also rely on other things to happen to fully perform. It's just a risk to give tons of big money to a receiver. And I think they're going to be cautious of Deontay Johnson because despite clearly being the number one on the Steelers, Where does he rank overall in football? Is he a top 10? Is he a top 15? He was mad he wasn't a pro bowler initially, then became a pro bowler. But where does he rank? The drops hold him back. The numbers can be there, but you fix the drops. Then you're even a step above, but they're never completely fixed because they reemerged last year. I'd rather pay Minka probably. And I don't know if they're going to pay Deontay what he wants, but maybe they will. Maybe they maybe if George Pickens steps up and has a great rookie year, that's even worse for Deontay Johnson. Tons of pressure on Deontay to perform this year. Forget skipping OTAs, but still pressure on him. And there are two Steelers. I'll leave you with this. There are two Steelers that have the most pressure on them to perform this coming season. And it is clear. Deontay Johnson, because he wants big money, there always are receivers that can easily – be added to a team for a lot less money. You have rookies on this team that can perform and help right now. And the big money the Steelers have spent in recent memory, to receivers, hasn't really worked out. So they're going to be cautiously waiting and seeing what Deontay gives them. And if he totally fixes the drops and really emerges as a one, not only on the Steelers, but in the entire NFL, goes from maybe a top 15 to a top seven or eight, top five, really steps up. That will decide the money. But Devin Bush is the other. Obviously, we touched on it earlier. Trade up to get him. Tons of promise right away. Great college career. Great rookie season. Seemingly going to fit right in. Loads football. Then you get kind of a head case situation on social media. He then gets hurt. A serious injury. An ACL. You need a year plus to recover. He wasn't great last year, even went in there, basically appeared to be playing timid and scared, but still within that period after the ACL injury. So what does he do now a full year plus away? Can he emerge? Can he get better? Can he bounce back? Yes, he can. Does he? Where's his mind, despite what he's saying? Where's his head in terms of his motivation? And if he doesn't, obviously it's not going to happen any longer with the Steelers. Maybe he'll do something somewhere else. They didn't give him the big money and pick it up because – of the uncertainty around him but maybe it's just the injury Kevin Colbert said it best he was one player before the ACL another player after where does he finish now a couple years removed from that injury a very serious one athletes do say it takes a year plus to get over it to be back to form can he get there pressure on Deontay pressure on Devin Bush no longer pressure on Stephon to though as he had made a decision to officially retire from the NFL they treated him well they treated him with respect paying him last year he also returned the favor and did not let it linger too long. So whether there was a hard deadline or not, he told them early enough in the off season, they now have the money to replace him. They have the money that can be used for other spots on the team. If somebody on the team steps up or to use elsewhere, what do they do there? The defense already played without him last year, so it couldn't get worse, but it needs to get better. They don't get the boost up to it returning, but you respect the decision and move on. It's a personal decision. You can't force the man to play and, he had decided that it's best for him to retire from the NFL. So I'm just going to briefly scan the chat here as you guys were chatting a little bit here as I was closing up the show and kind of giving that final rant and sol- soliloquy there, as I like to uh, to call it, and then close up shop here. I wonder if we could use him. Could be effective. Again, I think that's about Minka. A lot of Minka, Minka, Minka here in terms of that question about Minka or Johnson. Interesting. Yeah, it's the receiver positions rough to get big money right now. You can easily replace it. He has the drops issue. He can spend a lot less and get similar production usually. And George Pickens could immediately step up. What rookies you see making more of an impact this year. Again, I think George Pickens is going to make an instant impact, whether it be Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett. I think he really fits with Pickett, by the way, but I do think Mitch Trubisky starts the year as the starter. But either way, George Pickens right away can have an impact. I do think his talent, that athleticism, that ability to run those routes, he will fit in perfectly with either one of those quarterbacks and have an instant impact. I really think Pickens will calvin Austin third probably will too depending on what you really think of you you out of the impact he was a later round pick and he'll make some big plays but i think george Pickens is going to be maybe arguably the top player from your draft class and that's saying a lot with pickett being a quarterback and the only quarterback taken in the first round of the 2022 nfl draft but because pickett I don't think he'll start right away and might be hampered by that. I do think there's a strong possibility that George Pickens has the best rookie season and has the largest impact of any Steelers rookie this coming season, even over Pickett, because he's going to play right away and have an impact right away. Pickett may not. And of course, to connect the dots from this to it topic, maybe maybe DeMarvin Leal steps up now and gets that opportunity to step up with others because to it is no longer there. So that'll be it. For this edition of the show, as I will drop both mics and officially drop the mic on the Stefan Tuitt conversation. I'm not going to actually pick up these mics and drop them. Don't want to do that. Spent money on these. No matter where, where the money's coming from, I don't want to do that to the company or myself. So again, I metaphorically drop the mic, hopefully, on this topic. And anyone who is trying to run amok with the reaction to Stefan Tuitt deciding to retire, he does decide to retire what do the Steelers do with that newfound money? How do they improve? Where are they on the field as a rush defense in comparison to last year when they also didn't have him? Does somebody step up on the team again? Do they go elsewhere? Do they spend it elsewhere? And, of course, all the other questions about the Steelers offseason, paying Deontay, paying Minka, who starts a QB, all those remain to be answered. But we do have now one answer, and that is the Steelers will be without Stefan Tuitt, who decides to retire Got to wish him well, got to respect the decision. Another year without Stephon Tewitt and really into perpetuity without Stephon Tewitt. A career cut short, a what-if story. Best year a couple years ago. Solid player. Had an instant impact. Figured was going to be around much longer. Doesn't happen because of personal things. Hopefully, though, this is not a decision that he regrets. And if it's the best decision for him, then, hey. It's the best decision for him. So, Stefan Tuitt, congrats on a solid career. Wish you well moving forward. That'll do it for this episode of Mike Drop and my Mike Drop on the topic of Stefan retiring from the Steelers and from the NFL. Also, hit us up here on Twitter at PGH Steelers Now, at PGH Sports Live, of course, steelersnow.com for all of our coverage, all offseason long and then into the season. And then find me at Mike Ostey11 on Twitter and subscribe bottom of this video comment below if you couldn't chat along here during this live edition of the show and i will respond to you there in the comment section of this video while it's archived here and on sn as well so thanks to everybody who chatted along respect to his decision and now other questions that have not yet been answered can get answered but we do have an answer to that one that stefan to has officially decided thank you for listening to believe